Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-François, and this is the Women in Data podcast, a podcast where every other week I interview some of the most inspiring women working in data. They discuss how data is used in various industries, share their knowledge and experience in the field, and equip you with tips to help you overcome challenges on your career and feel great. Let's get straight to it. Hi, Karen. Hi, Cecilia. Hi, everyone. So this is our very last episode of the year. Can you believe it? We are already in December. This is all coming up, all Christmas preparations coming up. This is absolutely mad. I cannot believe how quick the the year went. But before we get into the thick of the subject today, tell me, Karen, where are you actually spending Christmas this year? Oh, I'm spending Christmas in Italy. Um, oh, lovely. Oh, the panettone you can eat. Yeah, uh, I think <laughs> we're, we're more Pandoro type of people. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you know, but there is a war between Italians with who eats panettone and who eats um, Pandoro. And uh, one day I, I said, oh, panettone, and then all hell broke loose. So I'm like, I'm team Pandoro now, just to okay. stay on the safe side. Yeah, no, I wasn't aware of that, but I can understand it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so spending Christmas in Italy with my partner's family. Um, my sister is very upset. So one of my sisters is in Paris uh, mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, you are abandoning me for Christmas. And I was like, I didn't know you were doing Christmas in Paris. I thought you were going to be somewhere else. So yeah, how about you? Well, actually, this is the first year in a long time I'm not spending with my family. I'm also going um, to my partner's family, but I'm going north. <laughs> I'm going up to Sunderland. Uh, so it's going to be long walks at the beach and a lot of very English food. But um, I promised I would, I would bring my French Brazilianness to the party, so they'll have to eat some stuff. I am bring them. <laughs> so that's going to be an English French Brazilian Christmas. Yes, like me. <laughs> you will have to tell me all about that. Absolutely. But coming back to what we are discussing today, I'm actually very excited. So Obviously, the year is coming to an end and we wanted to take this opportunity to reflect back on everything that happened in 2023, the mistakes and challenges we learned from, celebrate achievements and, you know, start 2024 with strong foundations. Yes, (laughs) I love a good retro. So the the way I see it is we're going to reflect on our on our year, but also give your listeners tools to reflect on your own year and then see how you can set up your your own foundations as well. And Retros is, I I love them. You know me, I'm a planner. So (laughs) I I love, exactly. (laughs) I I love to plan things and Retro has been part of my planning for a very long time. I find that they're very useful to stay aligned with objectives or help you pivot really when you need to. So really, when you set your objectives at the beginning of the year or the quarter or whatever, sometimes you need to pivot and you don't see it. Um, So having regular retros can help you do that. And mainly in the past, I've done retros for myself, very focused on learning and development, very focused on what it is that that I want to do, and then doing them maybe on a 
quarterly basis so that I can review my progress and, and all these things. But in the last couple of years, I think I've, yeah, last two or three years, I've extended that to many aspects of my life, um, but particularly with my team. And that's been around, I think the main retros we've done in the past were around career development and career path and journeys, et cetera. So looking at learning and development, where do you want to go? Um, mm-hmm. How are we supporting that? How are you doing versus the plan that we've put in place? And at Monzo, because we were working with product teams, we were also doing that on a monthly basis on the product side. So now it's been... I guess much more present in my life than than it was before. But yeah, exciting. <laughs> that is very exciting. Now I have to make a confession. I've actually never done one. So Karen, you're gonna pop the cherry and make my first retro ever. <laughs> Exciting. You're not the only one, actually. There are loads of people who I feel like people tend to do objectives and then they then find out themselves doing objectives again <laughs> without reviewing what happened or without yeah. the, the whole process. So No, that sounds familiar to me. Absolutely. <laughs> so tell me, what do we need in order to make a successful retro? A structure. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to, to me, there are a few things. So you need a structure and you need to remember to do them regularly. I mean, if mm-hmm. you do a retro, okay, I, I get it. We're doing it now at the end of the year because it's the end of the year and then it's the best moment to, to do it. But if you just do a retro just once a year, it's not going to be very useful because as I said, you need to be able to follow your mm-hmm. process throughout the year. So we, we can, I guess... Hmm. depending on what it is and what you want to do. I, I find that quarterly or every other month is, is quite useful. So with my team, when it comes to learning and development, definitely every other month we are going to touch on it. Um, when I do objectives for myself, I tend to do quarterly um, and mm-hmm. just maybe do a quick touch halfway through the quarter if I have something that, that I need to reflect on. In terms of structure, Yes, I was going to ask, what do we need in the structure then? <laughs> many structures. There are so many structures out there uh, and so many tools as well. I Now that we're talking about the tools, I'm thinking I can't... Re- oh, Retrium is a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's quite a, a good tool to do retros for if you do it with different people. But for you, I guess just pen and paper or a laptop or something is, is quite... U- I mean, that's enough. Structures, I like um, goals versus uh, goals and achievement based. So what were your goals and what have you achieved? Uh, you can have the start, stop, continue type of thing. So mm-hmm. what it is that you want to start doing? What do you want to stop doing? What do you continue? I know that's one that Squiggly Carriers talks a lot about, which mm-hmm. I love. You have the like, learned, lacked and longed for so that's what you liked throughout the year quarter whatever what you learned during that time what you lacked so what was missing and also what you longed for so what it is that you really feel like you wish you had uh, and, mm-hmm. and then you can go wild something i will always include in my retros is the learning part um, so even if i don't do the like learned lacked and longed for structure, I'm always going to put a learn element um, Mm -hmm. into it. What do you say, Cherie? Try, I feel like start, stop, continue is the best one for me. Uh, Cherie, try that one. Yeah, I do like it. Let's do it. Come on. 
<laughs> All right. So what we're going to do is I would like us to start with the learned. As I said, I would lo I love to have learned included in that. So let's start with the learned and then do start, stop and continue. Okay. Um, so Cecilia, what did you learn this year? Oh my God, so much. No, but I've been reflecting about this as we were, were preparing this episode. And I think that in the beginning of the year, I thought that I needed a new work challenge. Now, the thing is also you need to understand where I'm coming from, from hospitality. You never stayed in a place for too long. You know, there was a lot of turnover in terms of staff. So sounds a bit like data. Yes. <laughs> but I, I mean, Probably. <laughs> but I've just thought that, you know, I just needed a new thing. And I realized that instead of looking for a new position or a new job, I should first take a look at in, inside more where I am or the projects I could take on or the responsibility and make that, those my own. So I've since then started a project that I'm leading that I have to discuss with several departments and several people within the department so I quite like that I'm I feel like I'm developing something myself it was not something that was given to me and for me to develop it was something that I've taken on and putting value into it so your learning from that experience was that mm -hmm. you don't necessarily need to look outside for yeah. growth and development or new challenges you can look inside and then from that learn something new as well so as you said by managing bigger projects that's it exactly yes. love that so th this has to be like great um, employee engagement kind of examples <laughs> I love yes that. absolutely do you want to share one of yours um yeah so the year has been a bit mad <laughs> I I know. <laughs> yeah, as um, also if you follow me on LinkedIn, you you will have known that I changed jobs sometime last year, and I also changed job this year, and it's been a bit up there. <laughs> I want to say it's been a challenging year. I've had to make very tough decisions, and what I learned. So in all my planning things, I. I hadn't planned this. So I hadn't planned that within a year, I would be looking for a new opportunity. So I started the year thinking, this is going to be my objective for the year. And the whole objective was going to be around the new job I had started. And what I learned from this experience is that when you're in your probation or when you're looking for a new job or all these things, and I, I mean, I knew that right <laughs> that mm -hmm. it's not one way so it's also an opportunity for you to find out if this is the right place or the right fit or the right role for you mm -hmm. um and i feel like i've known for a while that it was not the right fit for me but i kept pushing it so i did learn that when i do my objectives when it's like this, I need to do it both ways. So when it comes to career, it can't just be around what it is that I am bringing to the organization. It can, it has to be also looking on the other way around as what does this bring me? And is it a place that's going to work for me? Is it a role that, that works for me as well? So that's what I, I learned, I guess, from that perspective. Mm. That's a good point. I mean, I think we forget that 
it's a two-way relationship. And to your point, I think it's very important that you don't forget, yes, you need to fit within the organization, but the organization needs to fit within you. And that is so important and we forget. And that's when we get into a little silo and it does it's not good for anyone. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, I guess I, I also learned to be, well, I didn't learn to be brave. Let's say I continued to be brave because I had already yes. been, <laughs> been a bit brave in 2022, but definitely making these hard decisions while, you know, you have to, to think about, and I'm talking about it because I know many people message me after mm-hmm. I said that I left saying, oh, I'm in the similar position. I've been in an organization less than a year. I would like to leave, but it's very hard. So, you know, having all these internal narrative around, okay, I'm going to leave under a year and then people are going to think I'm unstable or something like that. Yeah. 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 But I think also to that point, it also made me reflect to what I've learned, which is also I have such a a lovely environment to work in and um, some very supportive people and some and a lot of opportunity to grow or to learn. So I think that's also why I was seeing you on the other side. I'm like, I don't know if I want to jeopardize this this nice thing I have to a new objective, a new work objective. But, you know, things change. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to- talking about the- this learning, there is something we learned together. We so, did. yeah, well, I think while for me, learning wasn't necessarily because the year has been so weird <laughs> compared to previous <laughs> years, learning was not very intentional apart from this course that we've done together with Wendy yes. Lynch. So, that-, that was quite cool. So, I had mm-hmm. a bit of a small pocket of learning here and there, but then the mm-hmm. really intentional learning was when we learned about analytics translation, which was quite cool. Yeah, the, co- the course with, with Wendy was great we learned loads and i think it was really good that we did it together because we could bounce off each other but now what did we start doing this year and i would like to start that one by simply well i started co-hosting a podcast (laughs) and that was great i mean i wasn't aware of the challenge it would be but i love it it was it kind of came naturally, right? That we we said we were going to host a podcast together because mm-hmm. you had been part of the team for a while, and then I thought, well, why not? We I feel like we have great energy, so yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think I'm having a great time. It is challenging. It does t- it does require more time than anyone thinks, but I think it's so rewarding. Even the feedback I get from people that have listened to the podcast. Um, it's great. I love it. Yeah, I I find that podcasting is the best way to learn. <laughs> it definitely pushed me to learn. What about <laughs> you? What did you start doing this year? Um, what did I start? So many things. <laughs> <laughs> so many, so many things. I I want to say that something I, I started towards the end of the year. So I am. I'm a big fan of to-do list and planning, etc. Mm-hmm. And then something that I really started that I find made a really big difference is the not to-do list. 
Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Yes. <laughs> Everybody is always telling me, oh, how do you do so much, Karen? And then the answer is, well, I, every minute of my day is planned with something. Um, so now I am removing things. Uh, so, so that's something I, I started. But I'm curious to hear about something that you want to start for, for next year. Uh, for next year, something I started doing this year was um, I did my, I feel like this year was a, a year of a lot of firsts, but I started doing coaching sessions, career coaching mm-hmm. sessions. Hi, Michelle. Thank you. Uh, and, <laughs> and that really, you know, what we were discussing in the beginning, that really helped me see that I was actually in a place where I wanted to be and that the challenges that I was looking for were not necessarily within my job, but could be outside too. So what I would like to start or what I would like to continue next year would be to have career coach consultations periodically. I'm not too sure how, when, where, but I want to fit that within my work and within my personal life. Yeah, that is actually such an interesting thing. And career coaching, before it was accessible mainly for the execs, and then I I feel like in the last couple of years, COVID definitely accelerated this thing, um, the trend. Yeah, so they're way more affordable. I I love a good coaching session. Yes. So what about you? What do you want to continue for next year? So what I want to continue is definitely looking after my prioritized physical and mental well-being. This has been on my list for a very long time. But I feel like, you know, having some had some time off, I, I really realized that I needed more than I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I had two months off between, when was that? So October, November, I, I was off the in the two months and I just had a I just felt so much better than I've felt in in a long time so I know that during the pandemic I was very full-on trying to do so many things with the podcast launching the podcast growing etc I did a lot more self-care because I needed it Mm -hmm. I was um not at a bad place but my Mental well-being would, I, I wasn't, let's say I, I had very low energy uh, mm-hmm. and mentally I needed to, I needed a bit of self-care, let's say. And having focused on that for, for two months, let's call it a month and a half, because you know me, the first two weeks I was crazy <laughs> being like, what it is that I can do during this two months that I'm not going to be working? Uh, and then realized yep. I needed, <laughs> I needed a break. Took me two weeks yep. to realize I needed a break. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> So now, yes, I I am fully convinced that although I was convinced before, but now I am much more dedicated than ever to to continue on that. So more yoga, more breaks outside, more walking, more meeting friends and less time spent on the screen because all of my life feels like it's spent on the screen. That is a great, great thing to continue, Karen. And prioritizing your physical and mental health is something that we are hearing more and more and people are saying yes I'm totally doing this and then you actually at some point you have to sit down and realize that perhaps you're not and you need to 
prioritize, shift things around and make sure that you're making time for those things and not just saying, yeah, I'm totally taking care of my mental health and then not really. But because this, that happens so much. <laughs> and I think, you know what, something I, I think I was doing a lot is when it comes to physical well-being and mental as well, I was just putting very... <sighs> I don't know how to put that, but I, I was using it as a another objective type of thing yeah. rather than something I'm doing for myself. So it was all, mm-hmm. you know, you need to measure it and you need to, <laughs> I mean, I come from yeah. a competitive background um, <laughs> when I was doing athletics. So when it's physical, it was like, I need to run this fast. And yeah. then I had the injury in the summer and I couldn't run and now I'm running again. And it feels like I, I, I went back three years in, in my running practice. So mm-hmm. learning again to be, a, you know, it's okay. It's not all about running as fast as possible. It, mm-hmm. it is about why are you running really? Um, so, that, yeah. That's interesting because I actually thought about that uh, not long ago. Same thing. It's about the present and not necessarily numbers and data. Maybe it's just our data head that just goes, I need to prove that this is working or that there is a an evolution of some sort or some progress. We don't. It's just beyond the moment. Exactly. Um, so this is how it's going to be next year. <laughs> Good. I like that one very much. In terms of what you want to stop? So... I think I'm a person that is very hard on herself and I keep thinking I'm not doing enough or I am not, oh, I need to, on the contrary of you, you've, you are trying to cut down on the number of things to do. I am always trying to find something else and I always need, and obviously because it's me, I always need to be perfect from the first try. So I think I need to be a little bit more it's okay. It's not going to be perfect on the first time. For example, I remember when I started doing the podcast and co-hosting the podcast with you, I remember thinking in the beginning, oh gosh, this is terrible. She can't speak properly. <laughs> um, you but can speak. <laughs> I know. And now I know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's just perhaps it's a little bit of um, imposter syndrome or just not feeling, you know, confident enough. But then, as we progress, I started, I feel like I've started finding my space and, and my voice and how I can contribute and not just do a repetition of whatever is already done. So finding new ways of bringing different conversations in or adding to the conversation in a different way. So I think, I think I'm getting there. So I'm trying to not be as hard on myself. So this is what I'm trying to do is just. Stop being so hard on yourself. <laughs> and that's sometimes very difficult, but, you know, we get it. We'll get yeah, there. I, I think it's a problem we all have at some point, right? So you mentioned mm-hmm. imposter syndrome. There are studies that shows that I think it's 70% of us will experience the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. at least once. At least once is the <laughs> is key here. It's not yeah. going to happen just once. It's at least once. Um, yep. And if you want some reading on that, I highly recommend Secret Thoughts of Successful Women from mm-hmm. Dr. Valerie Young. It's a very big reading. So if you 
I don't know if you subscribe to Blinklist or something. I'm not have advertising here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I find that having the summarized version is quite cool. Mm -hmm. um, so you can have the book and the summarized version. So then you can go deeper in the spaces where you're more interested in. And what she talks about is... So she's, uh, she's done a lot of research around imposter syndrome, mainly around students, but then it's applicable to everyone, obviously. And mm -hmm. she describes five types of imposters. So you have the super woman who is the one who... I'm going to get this wrong because obviously I am so <laughs> not prepared to talk about this right now. So superwoman who is the one who is trying to be great at everything. So you need to mm -hmm. be good at every aspect of your life. And that's what you are talking about, doing it right and all these things. Then you have the expert. And I feel like a lot of us in data have a bit of an expert imposter syndrome because... We are meant to be subject matter experts in our mm -hmm. field. Um, yep. So the expert is the one that feels like they need to have the answer on this specific topic because they need to know about that. And, you know, sometimes you, you, you can't have all the knowledge in the world. So it's okay to say, well, I'm not sure right now. Let me come back to you later on mm -hmm. that. Um, then you have the natural genius sometimes I, I feel like the names she gave things is so extreme um, <laughs> natural genius sounds so arrogant but it, it's not that deep um so i know i'm an expert and a natural genius so the natural genius is the one that has facilities to learn things and then the day it takes a bit longer to learn something all of a sudden, they decide, I'm not good at this. I'm really rubbish. I can't do that. And then that's when it becomes all imposter mm -hmm. syndrome and, and all these things. So I know I, I have that because earlier it was easy for me to pick up a few things. And then when you go in the deep, dark, technical <laughs> side of our, our job, yeah. it, it gives you brain cramps. And then I go, this is not, I, I don't, I didn't get it the first time around. So that means <laughs> I'm stupid. Um, so, so this is how it is. So this is three. So we've got super, superwoman, expert, natural genius. I can't remember how this one is called, but it's the one that feels like if they haven't done everything by themselves, then they're not good enough. So oh, the I one see. that struggles to ask for help. Mm -hmm. There was a, I think it's individualist. And the last one is the perfectionist. So these are mm -hmm. the the five. I find that identifying which one you are is quite helpful to overcome them. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go into this. I think also what we should do is we should we should share this with all the, the listeners because I'm pretty sure that those who haven't yet We'll want to to read this too. Yeah, it's a really good reading. It mm. was written by doctor slash PhD who does research, so it's heavy reading, which is why I, I recommended the the summary. Right, but it it was useful. It it, it changed a lot of things for me. I think that's a, as a first retro. I think we dig quite deep in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So everybody knows our secret, what we want to do, what we want to stop doing, what we want to continue doing. So I really hope that this was useful to to everyone, how, mm -hmm. so that people could relate to some of the things we said. But also, so remember the different structures we suggested. So we did, mm. well, we tweaked it a bit. We did learn, start, continue and stop. <laughs> but there is like learned, 
lacked long fall and then the golden achievement one. So if you try a retro, do send us a note, share a bit what it is that, that you've done and how, how you felt about it. Oh well, yeah, I'd love to read some other ones except for mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Well, yeah. thank you everyone so much. Have a great Christmas, New Year's, all the celebrations, and uh, we'll see you in the new year. Yeah, I mean, enjoy the what's left of December and uh, <laughs> and enjoy the the festive celebration, even if you you don't necessarily celebrate. But I know mm -hmm. that it's a quieter time, so sometimes it's good to to have the break as well. See you in the new year. See you in the new year. Thank you for listening to the Women in Data podcast. We will be back in a couple of weeks with a new guest. Until then, if you have two minutes, it would be great if you could leave us a rating or a review as it helps not only to make the podcast more visible, but also to enhance the content. If you don't want to miss the next episode, follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We are also on LinkedIn. And if you wish to, you can even register to the community for free. All you have to do is head to womenindata.co.uk. Have a great day.